Welcome back, everyone, to Film Spotlight number... I probably should check this before I started the recording, but I didn't. We are on. Give me one second. Okay. Well, this is taking forever. Okay, here we go. Um, This is one, two, three. Okay, so this is the fourth Film Spotlight we're doing. So if everyone doesn't know who I am, this is your first episode. I'm Tommy from the Popcorn Podcast. Ryan, my co-host, is not actually here with me today. And uh, yeah, I wanted to do a quick review, like I have done for the other three film spotlights, about uh, A24's newest film, Past Lives, directed by Celine Sung. And of course, I said it was distributed by A24. And I think this movie has a really early shot of being the movie of the year. In total, not just A24's movie of the year, not the romance movie of the year, just Truly the best movie of the year so far. It uh, it was amazing. I went and saw it by myself. Very lonely. And uh, yeah, I, I went. I want to say I went on Monday. Yeah, I went on Monday. And it was just me and three other people. Or so I thought until I stood up and I realized the hole behind me was packed. But um, yeah, this movie was beautiful. Uh, it's in Korean and in English, and there is subtitles, so don't worry about that. And it it truly is just a beautiful movie. It um it's currently sitting at an eight point four out of ten on IMDb. It has a ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a ninety three percent on Google. I'm sitting with Rotten Tomatoes on this one. I have it at ninety seven so far this year, which would make it the highest rated movie I've done. And uh, yeah, I'm I had a lot of fun watching this. The synopsis for the film is Nora and Sung, two deeply connected childhood friends, are rest apart after Nora's family immigrates to America from South, South Korea. Decades later, they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront destiny, love, and the choices that make a life. And I just, the writing was almost perfect in this movie. It's one of those movies where I'm not going to give it 100. I've never given a movie 100 because I think every movie you can find something wrong with it. Or you just know it's not perfect. And this is one of those movies where if I thought long and hard about it, I could probably find something that wasn't great about this movie. But just from my viewing experience and sitting and doing kind of like some just like normal thought process before I do one of these episodes. It is one of the in the last. Uh, I want to say 10 years. 12 years, it's, it's closest to one of the most perfect movies I've seen in that time period. I mean, the writing was incredible. I mean, everything about this movie was just phenomenal. Greta Lee as Nora, she she was amazing. She could play the role so perfectly, and everything felt so natural, which is when these kind of movies feel the best, is when it feels like a normal conversation that you just fly on the wall for all these moments in their lives and everything like that. Uh, T.O.U. as Sung was also phenomenal. The cast was great. John Magaro as Arthur. He plays Nora's husband, and he was also very, very, very good. And this movie just, it's so simple in the way it's made. Excuse me. I have to sneeze. Okay, guess not. But um, at the same time, it's just beautiful. Every shot looks gorgeous, and I have the cinematographer's name, uh, Shaber Kirkner. Kirkner, if I pronounce it wrong, I'm very sorry, but they did a, a fabulous job of just 
highlighting what areas of New York they're in or when they're in South Korea, highlighting where they are then. And a lot of the first act of this movie, maybe even some of the second act, takes place over Zoom calls, which is, again, feels supernatural. And it's crazy seeing Nora go from English right into Korean so easily and so fluently. And you even talk about later in the movie when Arthur, her husband, says you only dream in Korean. So he feel so that's when you start to kind of feel bad for him. But I'll get into that in a little bit. I think the first things I want to say is that people are I know Bo Oliver from Nerd Soup, good friend of mine. He walked out and said it was truly just a sad movie and they need to give warnings to people before they see it. I don't know if I would consider the movie sad. This is going to sound weird. The movie's sad. It is. It is. But instead of sad, I think I would use heartaching, not even heartbreaking. Like you feel the pain in your chest that Sung feels, that Nora feels, that Arthur feels, because every character has their moment of s- sadness in this movie. Excuse me. And excuse me again. I hate that I'm on video for this episode now, um, but it's for TikTok. And uh, but this movie, I mean, it truly is like there's scenes where you're just like, it feels like someone's trying to rip your heart out. And that's exactly what the characters feel in every every scene, every moment. And I don't know, this movie's just, it's just beautiful. It's just, because we all, they talk about young, I think the word is. And that's like in your past lives, you, you've lived millions of different lives. And maybe in one life, you were a doctor. One life, you're an athlete. All these different things. Very similar to the concept from everything, everywhere, all at once. We're in different worlds, different multiverses in that one. You're a different person. You lived a different life. You met different people. Every decision you made led to a different point in your life. And this is the same way because a key storyline is Sung feels like he should have been with Nora. That was the love of his life. But it wasn't meant to be in this world. So he always says, maybe in a different world, we were together. Maybe in a different world, we were an arranged marriage. All these different things. And that hit very close to home because I think everyone, guy, girl, we have that one person that we think we love. We do. And we're like, maybe in a different time, things would have worked out differently. But maybe this just wasn't, it wasn't meant to be now. And that's always a weird and sad thing to think about. Like, I think a famous one, like celebrity-wise, I would probably say both of them have to do with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I think it has to do with Matthew Perry and her because I truly think that Matthew Perry did truly love her. And I think that she loves him. But maybe just in this world, it didn't. In this timeline, I guess we'll use, it wasn't meant to be. And just like Brad Pitt and her, they loved each other. I think they still love each other. But they're not meant to be together. So in different worlds, different times, maybe they do. And I have my own feelings. I have my own personal experience with people like that, that I've thought about that. Like, I think everyone does. Everyone has that person, like, right person, wrong time. And uh, yeah, I mean, this movie really, really makes you think about it, like, a, a lot. And you get to see them over a long period of time in their lives. You see them at 12. 24, and I want to say 36. I think 36 is about right. And you get to see how they're, so when they first, you first introduce to Nora and Sung, 
they are 12 years old and they love each other. It's like a young kitty romance, but they do love each other. They go on a date and their parents are watching. And that's where you find out that Nora's going to leave and move to America. And then we jump forward and now they're 24. And Sung served in the military as, for those who don't know, uh, South Korea and a lot of the world has required service from males. And something I think we should have, but not the point I'm trying to make. But this, yeah, so they see them at 24 and they find each other. Sung's been looking for Nora for years. And he finally finds her. And he's so happy to see her. They talk over phone calls for years. I'm sorry, not years, months. And they want to see each other, but the fastest they can see each other is a year for Sung to come to New York. And Nora has a year and a half till she can even think about going to see him. So it doesn't ever happen. And Nora's trying to make it as a writer. And she pretty much decides that she needs to focus everything she has on writing. She doesn't have time for that at the moment. And it hurts her. You can tell it hurts because they have a phone. They have one of their Skype calls. I think I keep saying Zoom, but I do believe it's Skype. And they Skype call. And she says, we need to stop talking for a bit. And next thing we know, it's been 12 years. And Nora's married now to Arthur, who she met when she went away to a writer's course. And she met Arthur and they fall in love. They get married. And then we see them again. And now they're married. Sung had a girlfriend. They recently broke up because he doesn't know if he's ready for marriage. And because he still loves Nora. And right away, you you know that something's going to happen. Like, you know that they're going to meet. That's like the whole point. And he comes to New York and he says it's for just a vacation. And even his friends that he drinks with, goes out and drinks with, are like... You're going to see that girl, aren't you? He's like, no, no, she's married. She's been married. And he knows why she's going. And Nora doesn't believe it's for that. Nora believes that she's going. He's Haesung's coming to see her. She believes that he's coming just for a vacation. It happens to be New York. But right away, Arthur knows that he's coming to see Nora. And once Haesung lands... He sees her. They have a really pretty moment out in the park. Sung doesn't even know what to say because he hasn't seen Nora in person in 24 years at this point. That has to be insane not to see someone that long. They, in that situation, he loves and he finally gets to see her. And she hugs him. They have a long embrace. He doesn't know if he's supposed to hug her back, though. As you notice, like in the film as you're watching, he doesn't really hug back as hard. She's like squeezing him. He kind of doing the whole like shoulder pat as a hug thing that makes sense and yeah um they go out they hang out she keeps taking them on taking them all to like the main spots in new york and when she comes back she she knows that Sung came to see her and it's like a for her it's kind of like a sad realization that he hasn't been able to move on and for Arthur, it's actually quite upsetting because there's a man that's in love with your wife and she's hanging out with him. So, I mean, that's a fair reason, I think. But he also, in probably the funniest line of the movie, he talks about, he's like, it. he's like, just so storybook. He's like, if you guys end up together, like if you run away with him, because then it's South Korean woman moves to the U.S., marries this evil white man. And then finally her lover from South Korea comes and rescues her as they run away together. And it's very funny in the sequence. 
But then that scene ends up being, it starts off with that funny line, but then it gets deep and emotional because Arthur talks about how he's trying to learn Korean because Nora only dreams in Korean and he feels like that's the place where he can't be with her. So he wants to understand everything. He wants to be with her, the American version of her and the South Korean version of her. And it it's probably the best scene in the movie besides a scene that ends the movie, which we'll get to. But yeah, it's it's heartbreaking because you just feel bad for Arthur because he does love Nora. And you think, and I truly do believe Nora loves him more than she loves Sung. Then the second night, the final night that they're all out together, they all hang out. Arthur, Nora, Sung. they go to a bar. And at first, it's like um, Sung talks. Nora translates to Arthur because Sung's English is not very good. And uh, eventually... It just becomes Nora and Sung talking, and that's when they talk about their past lives. Maybe they were married then. Maybe they'll be married in a different future world, a different life. And Arthur's just sitting there, and you just feel awful for him because it's his wife. But Nora tells him, tells Sung, she's like, the girl that you fell in love with in South Korea, she's still there. She's explained that how the Nora now is a very different person. It's not the person that he fell in love with. And Sung agrees with that and says it's good because she's now someone that stays. The Nora that was back home was someone that leaves, which was sad to hear because Sung's just been in love with this girl for 24 years, and then he knew he can't have her. But, um, yeah, and then they eventually go back to the apartment. Sung says goodbye to Arthur, tells him he wants him to visit him. Excuse me. Excuse me again. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And they eventually, Norris, like, I'll walk him down to his Uber. And it's a one take. It's just following them down the road to get to the corner where he's going to be picked up. They finally stop, and it's just straight shot of the two of them. And there's no cuts, just a one take. And they don't say anything. They're just looking at each other, smiling. Then the Uber pulls up. He hugs her, and this is, you just know that this is the saddest moment of the movie because it's truly a definition of the right person, wrong time, because they do love each other. And I really do think Nora loves Sung, and I know Sung loves Nora. But Nora loves Arthur, I think, just more. And soon as Sung's about to get in the car, she says, Sung, and... It cuts back to when they were 12 and when she's saying goodbye. And it's it broke my heart. I'm not going to lie. I cried a little bit. Maybe not full-blown crying. I definitely teared up, though. And uh, maybe a tear ran down my face, so I guess crying. But um, And then he gets in. She drives. He drives away. And it's just a nice shot of Nora walking back to the apartment. But all of a sudden, she starts crying. And then she gets back to the apartment, and Arthur's sitting there waiting for her. And they embrace, and he's telling her, it's okay, it's okay. And she just keeps crying because she knew not only that was probably the last, that is the last time she'll probably ever see Sung. But it's just saying goodbye to a friend, someone that you love so much in this world. And then the final shot of the movie is just Sung driving over the bridge in New York. And it's a really pretty shot. And yeah, that's that's the end of the movie. So I hope this review is pretty good. I tried trying something a little different. I got the 
setup here today. I didn't use my mini mic. I actually came into my office and I got the microphone computer. Got my drink. And uh, yeah, so I highly recommend everyone go check out Past Lives. This movie is phenomenal. It's It truly might be the, the best written movie of the year. I think it'll be hard for this movie to keep its legs since it is, is a very, very small A24 film. It's not like everything everyone wants that right away people are like, this is an Oscar movie, even though critically I think it will have that with past lives, but I don't know if the audience can get behind it enough. But uh, yeah, this movie was great. So yeah, go check it out. The next film spotlight we're going to do, I think I'm going to break down an old movie. Not something that's come out recently. I want to try something a little different. I want you guys to pick what the next film we review is. So, yeah. And we got some cool TikTok videos coming out soon. Uh, we just hired a TikTok person. And for those who don't know, we created a new TikTok because our TikTok account was hacked and some explicit content was posted. So we had to delete that. We could not get access back to it. So it's now the popcorn underscore pod on TikTok. And uh, thank you guys so much. We actually got nominated. Well, we're up for nomination for the People's Choice Podcast Awards, which is really cool. But uh, yeah, I know I'm running a little bit longer on this film spotlight episode than normal. But uh, I just wanted to thank you guys and make sure to keep liking our podcast, sharing it, uh, downloading it. Uh, what else? Yeah, repost it. If you, we'll, we'll chat with anyone. It doesn't matter. Make sure to go check out our Patreon our YouTube channel, our TikTok, our Instagram. Uh, thank you guys for following me. My personal Instagram has had a pretty cool blow up these last couple weeks. Uh, I've reached twenty thousand people in the last twenty day in the last thirty days, which was really cool. I got to talk to a lot of fans. I hope. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is Film Spotlight number four, talking about past lives. And uh, yeah, this is this is a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see you guys.